We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast wherever you may be and however you may be listening thank you so much for making us part of your day my name is nick schmitz and i will be your host on this last sunday of march the NFL offseason is kicking into gear. We have made it through free agency. A lot has happened for the Packers this month. Um, Keeping players around, some departing. Lots going on, but now we've kind of hit that point in the offseason where we've had the exciting two and a half weeks of you know, what's going on with the with the salary cap? Which players can the Packers keep? Who do they have to maybe let go? Uh, there was a surprise trade in there for everyone. The franchise quarterback decided he was going to come back. All of that took place in a matter of about two and a half, three weeks. And now here we sit the end of March and in the sporting world. I mean, right now, you know, you've got two more elite eight games today on Sunday, and then you've got the, the final four next weekend. And then it's NBA regular season and playoffs and baseball. And, uh, but uh, don't worry, there's still some NFL news. The draft now is about just over a month away. And so, with not a whole lot going on with the Packers right now, Mike, Gage, and myself, we decided it might be fun just to do a quick um, first-round mock draft. Uh, and we'd go, we'll go through all 32 teams and just kind of collaboratively uh, – and, oh, by the way, when I say collaboratively, I mean mostly Mike and Gage because I am not much of a – I love the draft, but I don't follow it a whole lot. But uh, we'll go through and we'll do a mock draft real quick for you for the first round. And uh, we'll go through all the non-Packer teams pretty quickly. And then when we – obviously, we get to the two first-round picks as of right now that the Packers have, we'll spend a little bit more time on that. But uh, Mike and Gage. Let's, uh, let's just jump right into it. So, number one pick belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, 
we're not going to propose any trades in this mock draft. We'll just assume that everybody's going to keep their picks, even though I'm sure we all know that's probably not going to be true by the time draft day rolls around. But, I mean, all right, if you're the Jaguars, Mike, I mean, you kind of need everything. Edge rusher, safety, D-line, offensive line, corner, tight end, wide receiver, you know, pretty much you name it, they need it. Uh, so where do we where do we see the Jaguars going with the number one overall pick? Well, it all depends on what, what I think they should do is I think they should draft an offensive lineman and protect Trevor Lawrence. So I think they should go Evan Neal. And uh, Gage, what are your thoughts on that? That's exactly where I'm at. I think that I would rather have an offensive lineman than have an edge. That's not a shot at Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, who I think are both outstanding players. But I also understand because I live in Indiana. I watched Andrew Luck get beat up for years because Ryan Grigson just ignored offensive line, decided we'll wait till the third round, we'll wait till the fourth round, wait till the fifth round, not draft anybody. And then now Andrew Luck isn't here. And the Colts Colts have had a different starting quarterback every single opening day for the, what, last, I think, six or seven years now. You have to keep your quarterback upright. That's how you have the most success. And additionally, the Jaguars, I'm sorry you missed on Caleb on Chase on. I'm not going to – you've now – you have drafted multiple off, or edge rushers in the past couple of years in the first round. We have to address the offensive line because your offensive line is getting older. They're getting a little more long in the tooth, and Cam Robinson is not the best. I understand that they like Walker Little, but Evan Neal is a guy that I think is – I don't want to say can't miss, but I think he's a rock-solid player. He's played all over the line. That's who I would go with here. I agree. So so punch in Evan Neal? Works for me. All right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, with the little I know about the draft, I can tell you this much. Typically, the top three paid positions in the NFL quarterback and then your blindside tackle and your edge rushers. So, I mean, all those receivers that they may have in Jacksonville are worthless if Trevor Lawrence doesn't have any time to throw the ball. So uh, we'll move on now to uh, pick number two, NFC North here, the Lions picking high yet again, which is not surprising for them. And guys, with the website we're using here, I thought the list of needs for the Jaguars was ridiculously long, and it looks like it's even longer for the Lions with just about every position there. So, um, Gage, start us off with the Lions here. Um, they kind of need, I mean, it seems like it would be hard to miss position-wise with them. Uh, what do you think the Lions should do with pick number two? We talked about this a little bit before we got started on here. And if anybody other than the guy that we're drafting goes number one, I think Detroit would be running in to to submit the pick. I think it would be the first time in NFL history that the draft selection would get turned in sooner than 30 seconds left on the clock. We all know who it's going to be. This is a guy that he plays position of need. He's from Michigan. He's been in Michigan his entire life. It's Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. For, that's who it is for me. He fills a need. Absolutely. He he like they already have a couple of deep, decent offensive linemen. They have two tackles already. Taylor Decker, Penny Sewell. I like Kyle Hamilton or Hamilton a lot. I don't like him enough to make him the number two pick, especially with Aiden Hutchinson on the board. I think that he is a guy that is going to gel extremely well with Dan Campbell. And I I, I don't know if there's any nitpick you can have on this pick. Well, Hutchinson is the slam dunk pink. Every, it's the, the worst kept secret since Andrew Luck was drafted first. Like it's 
Hutchinson, it just makes sense for him to stay in Michigan, and he'll be biting plenty of ankles with Dan Campbell once he goes there. Yeah, Hutchinson's a 100% home run pick. All right, well, that's the nice thing about the uh, first couple of picks is usually they're pretty obvious. So uh, we'll move on real quick then to pick number three here. Um, Houston Texans obviously drafting high yet again uh, with the number three pick. And, you know, for them, I, I, I am – oh, never mind. I was going to say I, was, I wasn't seeing quarterback listed uh, on their, their needs. But, no, it is there. Um, but there again, another team with a lot of holes, a lot of needs. Uh, so, Mike, where are you leaning for the Texans with the, the number three pick? This is the toughest one by far so far because who knows if Lovey Smith's an actual long-term coach or if he's a one-year stopgap because reasons – they have not. They've never had a good offensive line. Dwayne Brown was good, but they've never had a good. So I'm, I'm thinking, uh, uh, Ike McWondu from o, from NC State again protects whoever their quarterback's going to be. Uh, what do you think, Gage? You know, I don't, I don't hate the pick uh, at all. I think that he is a. I think he's a solid player. He's a good athlete. Um, at the end of the day, this is a team where you're just trying to get as much talent as possible. You're so it, it's a classic, like, do you really have a spot where you can go wrong? Um, they have, there's no wide receiver. You're obviously not going to take a wide receiver this high up. They have needs everywhere. You could maybe make the argument for a guy like Derek Stingley here. I know it's, I know it's corner three, it's really high. Derek Stingley's really good. Another, but one other name I want to throw out here, Kayvon Thibodeau. Plays a position. Does he need. fit Lovey Smith's system? Because he's going to run a 4-3 probably. Well, I mean. Do you put his hand on the ground? My, I mean, that goes back to my whole thing of if you can't make good players in your system work, like if you can't make them work, that's on you. That's not on the player. I, like, I think Thibodeau is, it's it, just the classic, like, He's good. If you can't figure out how to make him work, that's your fault. That's not our fault. Like if you can't make Trevor Lawrence be good, that's your fault. That's not that's not his fault. If you can't make a guy like Kevin on Thibodeau work, it's on you, not on him. But I have no problem taking Equanu. Uh, He's I am kind of spooked by the fact that the like the Titus Howard pick he turned into a guard for them I think Equanu isn't going to do that he's a big athletic guy I don't think you're going to really have that problem of him possibly playing tackle granted he's been a left tackle for four years since he was a true freshman so do we so with Laramie Thunsell already there are you worried at all that he's not going to be able to make the transition to the right side Maybe that that does change things. That might make me lean toward more of Thibodeau. But again, you can never have enough big guys in Houston. They've had good left tackles, but they've had bad everything else ever since they've been an expansion team. I mean, we talked about Andrew Luck. Look at uh, David Carr was the first example of that in the 2002. He got murdered. So, yeah, I'm starting to lead. I think Thibodeau actually would be a good pick now. Even more think about it, get an explosive guy. They, they might have to try and win with defense and Davis Mills in his neck. 
Yeah, like it's it, it's not a, it's nothing against Ekam, but he's he played at NC State. He was exclusively starting left tackle. So it's either you're kicking Laramie Tunsil somewhere else, or you're going to force this rookie to try and switch. And we saw how that worked out in Detroit last year when they tried to take Penny Sewell, put him on the right side. He couldn't do it. He eventually got put back on the left side, and he was much more comfortable. So are we going Thibodeau here? Yeah, let's go Thibodeau. All right. All right, Thibodeau it is. All right, again, another not-so-surprising uh, top-five pick here with the Jets coming in at number four. Um, and their position of need is just as long as the other three teams that have been drafting so far. So um, the Jets right now, Gage, where, where are you leaning with, with the Jets for the number four pick? So the Jets have a similar problem here that we kind of just ran into with uh, Aquanu with the Texans. He would be, he's a great left tackle. They already have Mekhi Becton. And Mekhi Becton, yeah, he struggled with health the last couple of years, but you're not, you're not moving him because he's really good when he's been healthy. You have Elijah Bear Tucker there at your left guard spot, so your left side's solidified. I don't want it, like I said, I'm not, I don't know how well I think Ekem can switch to the right side. I don't know if he can make that transition. He's more of a left tackle side guy. He does fit the wide zone rushing attack, so that is good. He can, like, that's, that's his, that would be his best fit, but I don't know if I'd want to make him switch yet. I say, drafting safety this high is hard because it's the safety is not a position that you really are trying to prioritize. If anything, I would be leaning more towards like, I do like Hamilton. I do like Stingley and maybe even Charles cross here, but I think it might be a little early for him at this spot. Now I was actually between Hamilton and uh, sauce Gardner, because I think they want a bigger corner and they did draft a safety high in Jamal Adams a few years ago, but he's gone. Marcus may is gone. They have nothing in that secondary right now. Yeah, if I'm going to go with anybody, it'd be it, like if I was going to go Hamilton, but Gardner, I'd lean Hamilton because you do make a good point so they're willing to take one early. Yeah, I think I think this is a good spot for Hamilton. He's just these guys good at everything. His range is crazy. He can do he could do everything it, like and he won't be phased by the New York system either or yeah, by the, no. like the lights of New York and New Jersey. Yeah, I think he's going to be I think he's going to be just a fantastic player at the next level and hopefully just Robert Solly to just get the most out of him. Exactly. So, yeah, Hamilton. Yep. Hamilton for me. All right. Kyle Hamilton. It is. All right. Another New York team. Same draft- stadium. Staying in Jersey. Yep. Staying staying put just with the NFC version of it. Um the New York Giants. Uh, so, Mike, I mean, again, not surprising that the top five picks in the draft all have a plethora of needs uh, for their team. But uh, where do you see the Giants leaning with the with the number five overall pick? Well, like Houston and the Jets, they have a left tackle, so I think that eliminates uh, Kwonu. They're pretty bad at everything else. I think this could be a spot for Trayvon Walker. They need some pass rush. And especially in in the NFC East, when they're going to have to try and get pressure on Prescott and Wentz and Hurts, who are all fairly mobile. Uh, I think getting a guy like Trayvon Walker makes sense here. I mean, they did. I mean, they got Quincy Roche last year. They got Aziz Ojolari, who had a strong year. They have obviously tanks up front in Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and uh, Danny Shelton, Justin Ellis. They have a lot of big dudes there. Are you at all? So are you at all? You're not concerned at all about 
other pass rushers there, I think he'd probably go start over Roche right away. And you can never have too many pass rushers. So, Aquanu's going to be drafted eventually. Do you think? Are, are you like I was a big Andrew Thomas fan when like before he was drafted and he struggled a little bit. Are you still in on Thomas at left tackle? I think I thought he played decent, pretty, pretty solid last year. I thought he was all right. All right, and then I'm, I'm, the Giants are a mess. So I'm then I'm okay with taking Trayvon Walker here. Obviously, he's been shooting up boards. There's been talk of him going number one overall. So I'm okay with taking him here. I think he becomes an immediate day one edge rusher, like starter at edge for them. Agreed. Yeah, I think Walker. He it just makes sense for them. They oh. they need just playmakers. We got our Aquanu spot here with the Carolina Panthers up next. They, all right. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. They yeah, similar so to similar to the Indianapolis Colts having a different starter at quarterback every year. I believe they've had a different starting left tackle every year since like 2014, like day one or primary starter. Since Jordan Gross, yeah. Yeah. So this is a slam dunk. They need him. Yep. You're not gonna reach a quarterback here, or you shouldn't reach a quarterback yet. And you have a guy that plays left tackle. That's stays in state. Stays in yep, stays in state too. So there's no reason to go anywhere but taking him. All right, well, that was a quick one. The Carolina Panthers with the sixth pick also needing lots of different uh, help. And so, uh, all right, real quickly, and we're right back to the Giants again. Um, I wish this would tell me here who this is. It's a trade. I don't know who they traded with, though, for the number seven pick. But Bears. Um, Bears. All right, there this we go. The Bears pick from last Fields. year when the Bears trade up for Justin Fields. Oh, okay. See, see, this is why Mike and Gage do a lot of the talking because uh, they're here to help me out with these things. So, all right, well, uh, just one pick later, and we're back with the Giants taking edge rusher off the board already um, with uh, Tavon Walker. So, um, it's kind of nice to be able to have two picks, you know, in in three different spots like that. So uh, where do we see, Mike, uh, the Giants going with their second pick in the top 10? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Speed where we see the first receiver. Uh, they they keep on talking about they like Daniel Jones. They they like Andrew Thomas at left tackle. They had no weapons. They saw Kenny Galladay really disappointed. Do they go Garrett Wilson here or Drake London? Uh, I'm not comfortable with taking any of those receivers this high. Um, I like I like the I like their like I like the idea of getting more weapons for Daniel Jones, even though I think Daniel Jones is bad and shouldn't be starting. 
but I but I just I don't like taking any of the receivers as high. I am not as high on this receiver class as a lot of other people are. I know that. Um, I would rather just add more positions of the just add talent, whether that's you're adding Charles Cross at offensive tackle, even though he has been a left tackle for the last couple of years. I don't know if that's maybe you get a mod Gardner, you get some more corner size. They already have a Dory Jackson and Darnay they ha- and they have James Bradbury, so corner not as much of a need. Cross might make some sense. He's young too. He's only a redshirt sophomore, so he's only played three years. Yeah, I don't know if there's an. Yeah, I don't know if there's another. Like, I don't know if I'm wanting. I I don't want to take any of the receivers here this early, but it's either Cross or we take one of the receivers, and I just don't know which one you go with. Is this the you just go with Jameson Williams, even though like even though he's going to redshirt, or is this too early for that? It's way too early, and there's the worry about speed receivers coming off injuries. I mean, look at John Ross. You got a point there, even though John Ross is also just extremely small. That was a big yeah. drawback with him. So are we going to go with Williams Charles is, Cross? Williams is big either. Are you going to go I'd with Jay? Cross, yeah. All right. Cross it is. I think just give offensive yeah. linemen in the building, and we'll make we'll figure out the yep. spots later. All right. Yep, and now, now the Falcons. Yep, the Falcons uh, picking number eight instead of number three. Was it three or four they were at last year? Four. Four. All right. So, so they doubled up in draft. Uh, so they're they're moving up slowly to uh, to the playoffs here. But again, another team with just a plethora of needs all across the board. So, um, Gage, where do you want to start with the Falcons? Well, with the Falcons, obviously they just traded Matt Ryan. They're fully in- embracing this rebuild. They have Matt Ryan's gone. Obviously, Calvin Ridley is gone for the next year. You're you don't really have any building block pieces outside of Kyle Pitts. That's your, that's the guy you're building your team around right now, which is a good piece to build around. He's a talented player. You have no wide receivers, none. Like your top wide receivers are Olamade Zacchaeus and Tajay Sharp. Not, not exactly crushing it. I do like that they're off how young their offensive line is though. No, after other than Jake Matthews, the other four starters have all been drafted in 2019 or later. So they've all been drafted in the last three in the last uh, three drafts. So I like that. I like that you're getting just a I get you. You're getting a young team out in front. So I'm not so concerned about the offensive line. But looking at the defense, like defensive side of the ball, you have Casey Hayward and AJ Terrell at corner. I like that. Really, you're just looking at edge. Maybe maybe this is a Jermaine Johnson spot. Or is this the team that takes a shot on Malik Willis? That was that was I was thinking I was thinking maybe I was, I thought maybe the Panthers might take a shot on Willis, but we kind of passed out was too early. Yeah, and plus I with, with a bona fide left tackle on the board there, it just made too much sense. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna ride with Mariota. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're gonna go for Willis. I think they want I think they'd want a more pro ready quarterback potentially, so to speak. Willis is much more of a developmental guy. He's got all the talent, but he needs to sit a year probably. I would think either Johnson or this could be a spot for a receiver just because Atlanta's Atlanta. Yeah. And then, so Atlanta, who's their, who's their head coach? Dean Pease, uh, more of a three. Smith. He's more, he's a uh, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Arthur Smith, head coach, Dean Pease is your, as your DC, as your DC. So you're probably running the, the three, four here. I don't hate Jermaine Johnson here. I think that he can, whether they stick with a three, four or if they like switch to a four, three at some point. Plus he's as a redshirt senior, he's a little on the older side, but that just, he's just really polished. And I think that he'll be able to like 
participate right away, uh, which is just means that this can be one of your building block pieces for your defense. Like off of you have Grady Jarrett, uh, who will make a life a lot easier for your young like edge rusher because he won't be dealing with double teams all day. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with Johnson. Jermaine Johnson, it is. All right. So now moving on Denver to sticks. Denver's pick. That's what I was thinking. Well, it's not really Denver's pick. It's what was Denver's, was Denver's pick, pick before trading it to Seattle for Russell Wilson. So um, Seattle now, in, you know, they're somebody that Packer fans know well over the last 10, 10, 12 years and not a team that many fans, you know, Packer fans have uh, high opinions of, but uh, they kind of seem like they're starting over, obviously trading Russell Wilson. Um, it's to be seen what Drew Locke will do in, in Seattle, but um, we're kind of whittling a little bit down with Seattle anyway, their position and needs still a lot needed there. But um, Mike, uh, with, with Russell Wilson out of Seattle now, uh, you got a high draft pick at number nine here. What do you think is most needed for them right now? New head coach, but that's not an option. Uh, I would say I, I think this is a corner. Uh, I, I think they want to rebuild the Legion of Boom. I think they want to get back to that defensive route. I think Sauce Gardner is a great fit here. I, th- I, I was think gonna they're going to go for Willis. I was going to say if they go corner, they it it can't. I mean, one, I like the idea of Malik Willis going here because I mean, run the ball. He like he's an athletic guy. You could do the whole read option thing with him. But if you're going to go corner, I think that it's got to be uh, Sauce Gardner because. He's big. He Stingley. fits there, yeah. I love Stingley. I think Stingley's the better corner, but he's the Ahmad Gardner is the the prototype build for them. Six three one ninety. That's that's what they're looking for. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say Gardner here. All right, Gardner. Gardner it is. And we're back the to Jets. New York again for wow. The, 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 the Seattle's the pick. City I think. of the state of New York, man. What four picks in the top ten? All right, well, we're back to the Jets again. And, uh, well, we've taken safety off the board for the Jets. Uh, So, Gage, a lot of needs here. Safety no longer one of them after after the Kyle Hamilton pick. But uh, where do you see the Jets going with number 10? You know, I, th- I see the t- Jets just continuing to add talent. I think that they probably are going to look at the defensive side of the ball. I know, like I know, they took Kyle Hamilton there, but they just they don't really have a ton of talent on that side. There's no linebacker that you're going to take here, but I think that there's a guy that's been rising up all of the boards in just uh, just over the last few weeks, especially since the combine where he absolutely exploded. And for me, I love Jordan Davis here. I think that Jordan I Davis the I, same thing. I would love Jordan Davis to fall to Green Bay, but I know that he's not going to. No, he. I mean, he. When you think of like what he did at the combine, you you remember what Don Terry Poe did at the combine, and just make that even better because Davis is a better football player. I think I think Robert Sala would would be running running down the hallway like Mike Smith did when Rashawn Gary got drafted if Jordan Davis is here. Now, if we take Jordan Davis, listen to what this front line would be. Carl Lawson at edge, or Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers in the edge, Quinn Williams, Sheldon Rankins, and Jordan Davis are your three top two, like top down linemen. You're not moving them. That's, and like we didn't see Jordan Davis get to pass rush a lot at Georgia because that's not what their scheme is. That you know, is you, and you can teach him to do that. That is just a terrifying group right there. Yeah, so let's go Jordan Davis. All right, Jordan Davis. 
Jordan Davis it is. On to we'll the, speed things up a little bit here. The, the Washington Commanders. All right. Well, um, again, another franchise with uh, a lot of needs here. So uh, the number 11 pick, Mike, where where is uh, Washington going? This has to be a receiver or a corner, doesn't it? It's got it's got to be. They need perimeter help. So I, I would lean I would lean toward Garrett Wilson here to have someone that Carson Wentz can trust. Here's the thing. They already have Terry McLaurin. Yeah, they already have Terry McLaurin. They have a number one wide receiver. Your top your top corners, you have Kendall Fuller, William Jackson the third, who, despite only being on his second contract, is really old. Like he is super old. And then you have Danny Johnson. I would rather so take Derek Stingley? Stingley here. I think Stingley should have been off the board in the top ten. He wasn't, so I like Stingley here. I think he's a good value, and I think that he immediately can challenge for a starting spot. All right, yeah, makes sense with McLaurin there. Let's go Stingley. Like, if they didn't have Terry, I could understand going with somebody like Garrett Wilson, but they have a wide receiver one already, and they have Logan Thomas okay. as well. Okay, let's go Stingley then. All right, Stingley it is. Pick number 12 now. We're back to the NFC North, the Vikings. Um, well, Gage, where do the Vikings go with the 12th pick? You know, the Vikings are just hanging their heads because Kyle Hamilton is gone. They would have loved for him to be here. They don't need any offensive line help. They've invested plenty in that group. They don't need any. They don't really need any wider or offensive help. They need every all the help they need is on the defensive side of the ball. They're probably going to go. They're going to look at either Andrew Booth Jr. or Devontae Wyatt. Right now they have Cam Dantzler. They just signed Chan Sullivan. And then they have Patrick Peterson is your like your other corner or what? No, Patrick Peterson's free agent. So I think corners should be one of their primary needs. And I think it's Andrew Booth Jr. is your guy because there's it's either him or Trent McDuffie. Uh, and I think they're just going to prefer a guy like Andrew Booth Jr. a little bit more, even though it is a new coaching staff, the staff there. Yeah, I'm done. Let's go Booth. Booth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving right along here. Uh, another pick for the Houston Texans here. They took an edge. Well, not they. We took an edge rusher for them earlier. And uh, so, Mike, back to the Houston Texans here. Edge rusher kind of taken care of. Uh, where do you see him going at with uh, number 13? Well, Gage, okay, can Trevor Penning play right tackle? Can Trevor Penning play right tackle? Trevor Penning has been a right t- or has been a left tackle. Uh, that's where he's been at for the last several years. He's a decent athlete. Uh, I wouldn't call him a great one. He's a net like he's a he's a net. He's got a nasty streak. Uh, obviously, we've all seen the play of him whipping the uh, like we've all seen the play of him throwing a defender into the back of his quarterback's legs. I think he'd be fine at a left tackle, but I honestly think his better fit is right tackle. So I think he'd be great there. I- yeah, I think he fits here. Let's get Trevor Penning into Houston. Again, protect whatever they have at quarterback. Yeah. All right. Trevor Penning then from Northern Iowa to Houston. Then we are to the AFC North here with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, starting to kind of slim down a little bit on need. Uh, but uh, as we come here to the Ravens gauge, number 14 pick, uh, where do you see the Ravens going? Well, their primary need right now is listed as uh, edge and interior defensive line. That's like that's their top two needs. Uh, I don't really like taking George Karlaftis yet, and he's like the top. He's the top edge rusher on the board here uh, in terms of interior defensive line. You got Devontae Wyatt coming off of that Georgia season. He's a decent consolation prize with Jordan Davis off the board. I think that he is a solid contributor. Can play day one. Can play and contribute day one for them. May not start, but. 
this Baltimore defense last year struggled a lot. They're losing a lot of pieces. I believe they lost both Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell. So they need all the defensive line help they can get up front. Yeah, I'm done. Let's, let's get Wyatt in there. I, I'm a, yeah, they, they need to build that defense back up. All right, Wyatt it is from Georgia. Uh, this next one, we can kind of kill two birds with one stone here because the Eagles right now are picking at 15 and 16. So the Eagles um, needing some corner help, edge help, wide receiver. Um, Gage, why don't we just kind of – between between the two of you guys, why don't we just have two picks real quick here, and then we can get on to number seventeen. Well, they're definitely not going to take any quarterback. They they the next cornerback corner on the board is Trent McDuffie. Um, I believe that they so they have Darius Slay, Avante Maddox. I think that they could use a corner, so I I would be okay with taking Trent McDuffie with at least one of these picks, and then. Your defensive linemen are getting really long in the tooth, and you don't have a ton at edge. Like right now you have Hassan Reddick, you have Derek Barnett on the edge, Kaiser Water, uh, and then you have Brandon Graham on the other end, Josh Sweat too. Are you I think one this, of these has to be a receiver? They believe in Jalen Hurts. I think if they believe in Jalen Hurts, they need a receiver. I'm okay with taking a receiver here as well. Are you thinking Garrett Wilson or are you more of a uh, Drake London guy? I think Wilson would fit more with what Hurts does because because he's more of I think he's more of a savvy route runner and more right. of a Let's take Garrett Wilson so with the first pick. Okay, and Garrett McDuffie. Wilson. Yep. And then McDuffie with the second one. Get him some corner help. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Now we are back to the AFC West. The uh, L.A. Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers. It's been long enough now that we can all get behind that. So uh, the L.A. Chargers here, some offensive line it needs tackle, um, interior defensive line, linebacker, edge rusher, Mike do you see the, the chargers are going here? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during a pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com Packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Packaday. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. 
Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trips to the grocery store, saving you long wait times and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food and sign up for HelloFresh instead. HelloFresh has helped me eat fresher food with better portion control and has helped me live a healthier lifestyle. I highly recommend the teriyaki chicken tenders, by the way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 and use code Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Remember to use code Packaday16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I honestly don't know because the board is not falling the way that you'd probably like if you're a Charger fan. Maybe it could be a, maybe a reach for a parry on Winfrey because I mean there's not there's not any tackles there you probably want, and they loaded up on edge ready getting guys like Cleo Mack and you got Bosa. Uh, this one's got kind of got me stumped. Gage, what do you think? And I trust your judgment with the Chargers here. You know, I had I had a similar thought. Uh, they are going to hate the board if it falls this way. Uh, it's not friendly for them at all. I think that this is a spot where they try and get. Um, I think that this is a spot where they try and get a uh, an offensive lineman though. The, I think Zion Johnson is the person I would lean with because he's a starting guard. That's where he's projected projected to play at the next level. They lost Ode Abushi or Ode Abushi. I don't know how to say his name. Michael Schofield and Senio Calamete, which were their first three guys listed at right guard. They have no start right guard on the roster right now, unless they're planning on moving somebody over. Um, I also think that you just need to show up the right half of that line. So I would go Zion Johnson. Uh, he can immediately, he's a redshirt senior, so he's long. He's been there. He's been around a while. That's where I'd go. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially because I got rid of Blog as well. So they need that right side of that line figured out. All right, so Zion Johnson is, and then obviously we're not doing this as part of our mark, but if this is the way the board falls, is this a potential spot where you see the Chargers trading out potentially? I can see that happening. If, like, the board fell this the Packers way. Move up. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put Zion Johnson in here uh, for Boston College, but potentially uh, maybe if the, the, the board falls the way that it has, the way we've been drafting it, that might be one of your trades. So, um, all right, on to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, last 10 years, we've all been thinking of them as a you know Super Bowl contender, and it seems like they're kind of starting over. Um, obviously, no more Drew Brees, Sean Payton now gone, uh, needing – a lot of different things for pick number 18, Mike, but where do you see the uh, the Saints going? Can they be really mad if the board drops this way without a tackle? Um, it depends on how much they believe in Jameis Winston. Do they could This could be a Malik Willis spot, but I tend to think this is a Drake London spot. Get there and get their Marcus Colston uh, redux. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, I, I don't see them going in a different direction with this – with this pick other than wide receiver because just with the way the board is they have they've always they've obviously addressed uh their offensive line for the most part there's no tackle here that you're comfortable taking yet uh and the other spots aren't a position of need so i think that they probably go with a with a wide receiver here just to main thing it helps is it helps Jameis because i mean you got to make him work and then if Jameis isn't the guy you can move on to whoever else and then you got drake london and then michael thomas there moving forward do you go to right. London or Williams quickly? Because Winston style. You got a point. But I would go London because I don't know if they're convinced that James is the long-term option. Fair enough. So, yeah, Drake London. 
Yeah. All right, Drake London, and we are now back to Philadelphia again. Isn't this great? If you're an Eagles fan, you're going to have a lot of first-round picks if you don't trade any of them. So um, the Eagles, we've already taken a corner and a wide receiver for them. Uh, still need some interior offensive line and edge here. So, um, Gage, where do you see the Eagles going if they uh, make their third first-round pick at number 19? I uh, is – I, if they had gotten rid of uh, if they had gotten rid of Jason Kelsey, I would have said that Tyler Linderba- Linderbaum would be a slam dunk pick, even though they already have. Uh, what was it? Who's the guy they drafted out of Alabama last year? Was it Dickerson? Was that what his name was? Landon Dickerson. Yeah, Landon Dickerson. I know they have him, but Linderbaum would be a great fit. But since they still have Jason Kelsey, I like George Karlaftis here. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Karlaftis, and they're going to love him in Philly. He's like, such a blue collar, nonstop guy. Yep. Well, they're getting the edge help that they need. Uh, on to back to the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, according to this, I mean, this, this is probably the fewest team needs we've seen of the uh, first 19 picks. But interior offensive line, interior defensive line, um, I mean, quarterback, depending on how much you believe in Mitch Trubisky. Um, but, uh, Mike, where do, you see the, uh, where do you see the Steelers going with pick number 20? It's either Linderbaum or Pickett. I, I, well, so you would think that Pickett's from Pittsburgh, whatever, all that stuff. It's Malik Willis if he's on the board. From what I've been hearing, Mike Tomlin loves him. That's that's what I've heard is Mike Tomlin loves Malik Willis, and it's not been a very well-kept secret. I heard uh, Benjamin Solak of The Ringer talking about it on the Bill Simmons podcast on Thursday, and it's apparently... That's the guy. Like Malik Willis, is like is and Tom. Tom loves him. All right. So, so do we finally pick a quarterback? I think we pick a quarterback here. I plus like Willis. Okay. And let's say Willis isn't ready to start. That's okay. You have Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. I know that people. I know people are going to hate on it. I think Mitchell Trubisky gets more hate than he deserves. But I think it's Malik Willis time. Yeah, All right, it. Willis. Malik Malik Willis. It is out of Liberty. I. Man, this tells you how, how little I follow draft boards. I didn't know who this guy was until I saw this. So, um, all right. First quarterback off the board at pick number 20. Um, staying in the AFC, AFC East, the, uh, the Patriots. They need some help at corner and linebacker and safety and wide receiver. Um, so, Mike, where do you see the Steelers? Or, sorry. Where do you see the Patriots going pick number 21? See one of two players. He's either going to be Devin Lloyd or Dax Hill because they like those playmaking defensive backs to go along with some of the guys I have. Uh, I'd probably lean Devin Lloyd because I think they want to build that linebacking curve. They've always had a good one. But Gage, between those two, who would you go with? I think it would be. I would think it would probably be Devin Lloyd. They just lost Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins this offseason. I, uh, Matt Judon's not really your. He's he's a pass rushing linebacker. He's not really a. Yeah, he's he's an edge. He's not really a like a stand-up linebacker. They have Malcolm Butler and Jonathan Jones and Jalen Mills. I think he'll get by at corner. I don't think they, I don't think they're wanting to rush the pick or anything. So I think Devin Lloyd. All right, Devin Lloyd. All 
right, well, something we've all been waiting for, pick number 22 via the Raiders for Devontae Adams. Um, so pick number 22 for the Packers here. Obviously, wide receiver is the big one that everyone, uh, you know, because we're fielding a team tomorrow, so we got to make sure that we have the wide receiver position filled. Um, wide receiver, uh, edge rusher, that's more probably depth at this point behind Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. Um, and then some offensive tackle help as well. Uh, there's other needs here as well, but uh, with uh, with the 22nd pick gauge, wh- where's Green Bay going here? Oh man, this is tough because I love Jameson Williams and I love Chris Olave, and I'm trying, but I'm trying to take my bias out of it, and make sure that I make the right pick. I personally, I would go Jameson Williams. I think that. This is when you're in the first round, you take high ceiling players. I think James Williams is a high ceiling player. I don't think he's I don't think he's a guy that I'm super worried about, just like him falling off. He's 179 pounds, which isn't like great. I would like it to be a little heavier, but I think that in a system that he can be, he can get out and he can move uh, and works to get their guys open. I think that that's that's where I would go with this pick. I love Chris Olave, but I think this team needs some speed. And I know Jameson can't contribute right away as a rookie due to his torn ACL, but that's where I would lean. Well, it seems like he's recovering well, so maybe we could see him like maybe like November, December area. But yeah, you need that speed. And plus, you can use him on jet motions. You can use him on a lot of different ways. Matt LaFleur would love having that kind of that, those kind of wheels on this offense. Yeah, I've, I love Olave too. I think he's going to be more of like, a, he's going to have a really long career and, and just have a hundred catches every year for a long, long time. But with what the Packers need with their speed, I think Williams is the right pick here. All right. Well, there you have it, Packer fans. If this becomes true, it'll be the first, first round wide receiver taken by the Packers since what Javon Walker and what was Ron he Walker. taking? Was that Oh, two Oh, three. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah, so it's been a long, a long time. A long time ago. Mike Sherman made the pick. All right. Well, we'll take uh, Jamison Williams here for the Packers at pick number 22. Uh, we'll get these last, uh, what, uh, 10 or so picks wrapped up here real quick. Um, so, uh, Gage with the Cardinals at 23. Corner, edge, and wide receiver, all kind of some of their bigger needs right now. Uh, where do you see the Cardinals going with uh, 23 here? You know, they don't really have a, like, obviously they don't have a quarterback need, even though apparently Kyler Murray might be leaving. So you don't really have to worry about them doing and making that pick here. Uh, Looking at the board, there's no edge that they're going to take here. Boye, uh, Mafe is just, you're not taking him yet. It's just not, it's just way too early for him. I think that they're probably either looking at wide receiver to try and compliment DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. But I think that they're also not really going to prioritize that as heavily I think maybe you look at uh, like if maybe you look at a guy like Kenyon Green, who junior out of Alabama, plays. There's uh, but wait, he played. He can. It says he could play both guard positions and right tackle. Well, or, I was, like, was going to say like who, who who do you think about Linderbaum? Oh, his center. Their center is Rodney Hudson. Sorry, I I misheard you. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you. I thought so, you so, said yeah. he was a center, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he was a guard, but. Like he's he's oh, he's six four though, so he could be a little tall. So green, maybe you think? Yeah, green. I like green here. I think that that builds up your that builds up your offensive line. Kyler Murray struggled to stay healthy here. It's either green or it's Kyrie Elam uh, out of Florida, but I don't really love taking Elam yet. Yeah, let's go Kenyon Green. Protect oh. Kyler. 
All right, now we get to uh, Green Bay's uh, Packer fans' favorite team of all time, everybody's favorite team of all time, America's team. And uh, this is, sorry, this is all sarcasm here for me. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So edge rusher, safety, wide receiver. We know Jerry Jones loves taking wide receivers, especially when he doesn't necessarily always need them. But this year, uh, they might actually need one after trading Amari Cooper away. But, uh, Mike, where do you see the Cowboys going to 24? I'm known to two. I'm known to either Dex Hill in the, in the secondary or Linderbaum because I, I know they want to short the offensive line, and I know Tyler Biotis didn't have the greatest year, so they may try and shore up that center spot. Either one, I think, would make sense. What do you think, Gage? Name their starting safeties from last year. How many of them left? I mean, uh, J- they brought back, what, Jaron Curse? Only one guy. Jaron Curse is one of the two. Who's the other one? The other, the other one is gone. I can't remember. It wasn't Woods, was it? No, it was Demonte KZ. Oh, man. Yeah. They re-signed Malik Hooker, but I don't think Hooker's going to be the starting guy, even though I loved Malik Hooker when he was in Indy. So I think it's Daxton Hill here. All right. Cowboys Cowboys getting some safety help. Uh, Now on to the Bills, who pay $120 million for a 32-year-old pass rusher. Um, Inside defensive line, corner, edge, wide receiver. Mike, where do you see the uh, Bills going at 25? This could be the spot where the Bills take a flyer on an injured player. Because, again, they just signed Von Miller. If they want a developmental guy, this could be a David Ojabo spot. If he can sit for a year, Bills are a pretty good team right now. So this could be an Ojabo spot. But they, otherwise, I, I'm really kind of thrown off with what Buffalo might do here. The, I, the I, I love the Ojabo idea, but you got to remember they doubled up at edge last year with Rousseau and Basham. They drafted Epinesa in the second round the year before. Obviously, they just signed Von Miller to that huge deal. They still have Shaq Lawson under contract. So they have this one, be two, three, Elam. four. Yeah, this is probably a Kyrie Elam spot because you really need to solidify corner opposite Trey White. Trey, Trey White. Because like, there's just there. It's like Trey White, Taron Johnson's your slot guy. He can't go outside. He's a slot exclusive. And then they have Dane Jackson who played well, but you could afford to yeah. upgrade or at least put more competition out there. Yeah, let's go, Elam. All right, moving on to the Titans here. Um, needs for the Titans, wide receiver, linebacker, offensive tackle, tight end. Uh, Gage, where do you think the Titans? I, I would probably – I'm going to go with the receiver. I just don't know which one yet because that's – I mean, that's where you need to go. Like, they don't – they have problems at wide receiver. I know that they just traded for Robert Woods, but Robert Woods is a little older. Torn ACL, Justin Rogers, you lost. You lost Julio Jones. So right now it's Nick Westbrook Akina, who you signed as an undrafted free agent last year. Des Fitzpatrick was a fourth round pick last year. Just more or less couldn't stay with the team. Like that, they wanted nothing to do with him all year long. Uh, and he and there's still no offensive tackle. You're going to take their starting center's Ben Jones. They're sat- satisfied with him. I think you go either Jahan Dotson or Chris Olave. And I personally lean Dotson here uh, because you have AJ Brown's already your. Like, you have J.J. Brown and Robert Woods. They're both guys that do a lot of the same things that Olave already does. Yeah, I was going to say it was either Dotson or Traylon Burks, but I'd probably go Dotson here. I think that Dotson gives them more of a, like, top off the root, a top off the defense type of guy. Yeah, he, he He's not as quick as you think, but he gets deep well. He's it's more good, just like good Burks and Olave are not the downfield-ish guys, and you yeah. already have two guys in A.J. Brown and Robert Woods who are more underneath guys. Yeah, so let's go Dotson here. And now which receiver goes to Tampa? 
Yeah, Tampa Bay, they need wide receiver, corner, and interior offensive line. Uh, as of right now, they don't need a quarterback, but maybe, you know, maybe that'll change before the draft starts. Um, if you believe any of the Tom Brady rumors, which I don't think anyone does at this point. Uh, but, uh, Mike, where do, you, where do you see Tampa going uh, with 27 here? This screams Chris Olave. Uh, he can, I think he matched up pretty well opposite Godwin and Evans. And I and it, uh, if they take a quarterback, I can see like a pick it or rid, or if they don't believe Brady, but who knows? But I think Alave would be a fan favorite immediately in Tampa. Yeah, I think Olave would be the one thing about Olave is like he's the he he is the version of Chris Godwin, like he's the future Chris Godwin. Uh, Gronk's definitely coming back as long as Brady doesn't get traded, which I don't think he's going to. And they're set pretty much everywhere else other than edge. So it, wait, is this a Ojabo spot? Or are you are you just all in on winning now? I think they're all in right now. Okay, then yeah, you got to go Olave because he guarantees you a starter. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us back to the Packers at 28. Um, we've taken a wide receiver already. So uh, what do you guys think? Can, can he pick it here at, uh, at the quarterback position? Gage was less than impressed with that suggestion. So, Gage, where do you see the Packers going with uh, the 28th pick? Uh, with the 28th pick, we've put him off a couple of different times here. I do my Dojabo. Like you said, it's was, more of a de- it's more of a depth thing. I understand the Green Bay is trying to win now, but he's worst case scenario. He comes, maybe he comes, maybe he's gone for the entire year. Best case scenario, maybe he comes back late in the year. But you can bring him along real slow. You don't have to try and rush him back from his injury because you do have Preston and Gary there. It's not the it's yeah, not the worst um, thing. I'm I'm in between Ojabo and Lewis Seen because you you want that third safety. Henry Black's gone. You don't. I don't think you trust Vernon Scott in that spot. It's those two. Um, if you, I mean, if you're ready, drafting a red shirt, almost ready in Williams. Do you want a guy who can play right away? I mean, Green Bay drafted Jordan Love, and Jordan Love has largely not played for two years. So clearly, they're okay with drafting guys that don't play. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not good for much, but it's so think- good for that. So, do you think Ojabo get the Michigan connection in a couple of years? Ojabo and Gary. I I don't hate it. I like I understand the hesitance and I understand the whole like we just picked for the Bucks. We picked a guy that was ready to win or ready to play now. Like we, that's why we didn't pick Ojabo because it's like ready to win now. With Green Bay, you're hypothetically you're trying to win now. While also I know you're simultaneously trying to build for the future. <sighs> I like him, and also, well, I will say Green Bay doesn't have any safeties under contract past this season. Found that out today. Oh me! So then, do you do you lean Lewis Seen? I think that that's probably where I'm going. It once, if I hadn't seen the stat that their that their safeties were gone, I was leaning Ojabo. But Seen at least gives you a safety that if he's if he doesn't play, he's he's here. We have him. Yeah, and and you can and then you can move around him, Savage name as however you want. That that makes a secondary even better. Yeah, let's go, Lewis. Scene. Yeah, and for for my two cents of of whatever it's worth here, um, could you imagine how upset Packer fans would be if we took Ojabo and Williamson or Williams, and both of them can't play to start the season because they're coming back from injuries. I mean, just just imagine Packer Nation with with two first round picks that can't play come come September. That uh, I don't think that would 
Now, granted, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because Packer fans, Packer fans on Twitter live in their own world. But uh, all right, so Lewis seen then at uh, at uh, twenty eight. Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll get these uh, last back four picks Chiefs. done. Hmm? Chiefs have back to back picks here. Oh yeah, they do. So all right, this is like the Eagles. All right, well let's get these two done real quick. So uh, Gage uh, wide receiver. Well, it says wide receiver, although I guess. I guess you can always use as many weapons as you as you can get your hands on. But wide receiver, corner, edge rusher, uh, where do you see the Chiefs going with 29 and 30? I personally think Traylon Burks makes a ton of sense for him here. I was going to say the exact same thing. He, they, 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 he would make that offense even scarier. Yeah, it just gives you a big possession receiver. Not the most athletic guy, but he, he gets by, and you have enough speed everywhere else. And he gives you, uh, instead of having wide receiver redundancy, he gives you wide receiver diversity. Like, he gives you a guy that's different than everything else you have. Agreed. So, yeah, Traylon Burks at 29. All right, and then 30 for the Chiefs. So, we've taken a wide receiver. So, probably moving to the defensive side of the ball, corner, edge rusher, maybe a safety. Could this be Kyler Gordon? Jordan. I'm not gonna lie to you. Get another, get, get another corner. But I, you, I gotta, I gotta go find Tyler Gordon. I don't even see him on my sheet here. Tyler He's Gordon. number 45 on Draft Network's board. Um, Richard Jr. out of Washington can play up inside or outside. Washington's had brought in good corners. Tyler Gordon. Okay, I thought you were saying Kyler, Tyler yeah, Gordon. I was like, who? No, Where? Tyler Gordon. Okay, okay, Kyler Gordon. Okay, Kyler Gordon. You have yeah, DeAndre Baker. Rashad Fenton, Jerry Sneed. You're good at safety, and you have Juan Thornhill who can also do some corner stuff. I don't think I don't think Kyler Gordon's a bad pick there. That the only thing that like the one thing that I was like moving them differently because maybe this is like they have a needed edge, and with Mahomes under contract long term, you're okay with long term building. David Ojabo would definitely be gone by this pick if he didn't have Tony Kelly's, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they just drafted a win-now player. This would actually would be a good spot for Ojabo. I, I think he's a guy that, like, fits their long-term. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's go Ojabo here. All right, and then we'll get on to the Super Bowl runner-up, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a weird thing to see them drafting at 31, not via a trade. Um, but the Bengals obviously need some offensive line help to make sure that um, – oh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Overall. Burrow, yes, thank you. So make sure that Joe Burrow doesn't die. Um, corner, a little bit of need there. Interior offensive line. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know much, guys. You guys are much more of the experts on this, but this seems to be like a perfect just like find an offensive lineman that works for you and plug them in. But, I mean, Gage, Bengals, uh, where do you see them going at 31? So the Bengals did – they signed three offensive linemen in free agency. They got Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras. Ted Karras is a guard that's – or is a center that's bounced between Miami and New England like every other year for the last like four years, I think. It's pretty crazy. He's just bounced back and forth. I think Tyler Linderbaum would immediately challenge for that starting spot, though. I was going to say the same thing. I think after they missed on Billy Price, Linderbaum, is, I think it's either Linderbaum or they go for one of the tackles further down, like a Bernard, uh, Bernard Raymond. But I think Linderbaum makes way too much sense here. Well, I, the only and the only thing that I think they don't go tackle is just because they have Jonah at left tackle and they just signed Lyle Collins. So, yeah, that, that's the only other thing. 
So I think it's Linderbaum, and you just like we put our best guys out there because you have to protect. Yeah, he, he, he's your, he's your, Jairus is all right, but Linderbaum's your starting center immediately. Yes, if you, if you pick him here. All right, Linderbaum it is, and then uh, via trade because the Lions will never be drafting at thirty-two, not via trade. Uh, Mike, where do you see the Lions? We took an edge rusher early on for them. Um, they still need just this is kind of dartboard throwing here. Whatever position you land on, they probably need. So, um, what do you think the Lions do at thirty-two? I think this is a quarterback. I think they're trying. Out of Goff's deal, you drafted a developmental guy here for one year. So I'm honestly, I think uh, I don't think it's gonna be Pickett. I think it might be Matt Corral. Corral's not bad. I mean, I th- like I think Desmond R- Desmond Ritter's fun just because I think uh, from what I've been from like the stories I've heard, he's big. Like he'll talk trash about you. He would like look up linebackers on Instagram in high school and learn facts about him and then talk smack to him at the line of scrimmage. So I mean, Dan Campbell would love that, but at the same time, it's like, is that the best pick? I think Matt Corral is the developmental guy, six two to twelve. He's got prototypical size, fourth year junior. Um, he's athletic. He you give him some time to develop behind Jared Goff. He's got good accuracy. I like I like him a lot because I think that uh, I don't think Dan Campbell would be a big Kenny Pickett fan. I, I I just think Corral he fits like what they're gonna try and do. I agree. All right, so here we go. All right, Matt Corral to round out the first round here. So uh, that's two quarterbacks taken in the first round, which is um, you know based on the uh, based on the NFL that's uh, pretty surprising. You only have two uh, for us. Lewis seen safety out of Georgia for the Packers at twenty eight. And uh, Jamison Williams out of Alabama at 22. So you're getting both sides of the ball. We're satisfying that receiver need. Um, And, uh, yeah, so thank you for bearing with us in this uh, longer than uh, normal episode. But when you're you're drafting 32 players, uh, you know, I mean, this is probably on the short end for at least breakdown in depth. Mike and Gage, thank you for – allowing me to tag along on this it's it's always nice for me because i learned something uh which is good i love the draft but i don't follow it um as closely as others do so uh this was this was a good experience for me as well and then um let's just uh real quickly we'll wrap things up here mike people want to follow you get in touch with your work how can they do that uh, yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Wenland. It's all one word. Uh, find my broadcasting work, which work is going to be restarting this week at ZaleskiSports.com. And I'm also writing now for uh, Wisconsin Sports Heroics, um, covering the Milwaukee Brewers. So baseball season's back. I can't wait. So you can find my work there as well. But everything will be found on my Twitter account. All right, perfect. And Gage, how about you? How can people follow your work, get in touch with you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at GBridge for the NFL. All of my work is over there. That is the easiest way to find me. Mostly doing Denver Nuggets coverage for uh, Denver Stiffs right now. Uh, doing a little bit of fantasy football and other stuff. But uh, right now, just mostly uh, Denver and NBA. All right, perfect. 
Perfect. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, and uh, yeah, that's this is uh, the first mock draft I think that we've done for Pack a Day this year. I could be wrong, but I do believe it is the first one. I'm sure there's more to come as the draft again. Like I said, is just over a month away, um, and I know we're all clamoring for the Packers to take a wide receiver with one of those four picks in the top 60. I'm sure they will. Um, and as always, like we've been saying, keep it tuned right here to Pack-A-Day Podcast. Every day we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news with the Packers. Um, maybe we'll see the Packers sign a wide receiver here in the next week or two. Maybe they'll make a trade for one. Who knows? But uh, regardless of what happens with the Packers and their draft picks and their free agencies and adding to that wide receiver position, we'll keep you up to date with it all right here on Pack-A-Day Podcast. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. And as always, go Pack Go! Thank you.